Hello and welcome to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast, where we break down all the biggest news and stories in the NFL. First, we'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode and any other episodes we've released so far, and we would like to please ask you to uh, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, and stay tuned for the episode. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. I'm Rodrigo. I'm JW. I'm Ben. And today we're going to go over week six in the NFL and make our predictions for week seven. So the first game we're going to talk about is the Chargers versus Ravens game. The Ravens won by a score of 34 to 6. It was an absolute massacre. What was your reaction to this game, JW? You know, I think the Ravens showed why they are one of the best teams in the AFC. They are experienced. They have Lamar Jackson. They have a great running game, which the Chargers just did not have. They could not run the ball on the Ravens' defense, and it really showed late in the game when the defense could just pin their ears back and go and try and sack the quarterback. So I had a similar reaction to this game. I was really shocked by how well the Ravens played because the Ravens have been so inconsistent this year and you can't really tell what you're going to get from them week to week. There are some weeks like last week where they barely beat the Colts and were outplayed for much of that game. They barely beat the Lions. They needed Lamar Jackson to play incredibly well to beat the Chiefs and yet they come out against a very good Chargers team and absolutely destroy them. Um, but in terms of how the Chargers played, I didn't think Justin Herbert had a particularly bad game. As you said, the running game could not get going. And once the Ravens got out to an early lead, the Chargers were forced to throw and that really hampered Herbert. He obviously didn't have a great game. Um, what I would be concerned about from the Chargers perspective is that they're, they, for back-to-back weeks now, they've allowed a huge amount of points. The Browns scored 42 points on them in L.A., and now the Ravens go out and score 34. So that's back-to-back weeks with 30-plus points against, and this was supposed to be a really good rejuvenated defense, but they cannot stop anyone right now, especially in the run. What about you, Ben? What did you think about this game? I just thought that it was kind of... Uh, a, a game where the Ravens were kind of forced into their game plan. Like, obviously, they have one of the best QBs in the NFL, and their their passing game's improved this season. But, like, with a defense that can't stop the run, like, that's what you're going to do. So, for people saying that Lamar Jackson had a bad game, I mean, he was kind of forced to just, like, run the ball, or they were forced to run the ball because, obviously, the Chargers are better at uh, rushing the passer with uh, Joey Bosa off that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's some people who are going to be like, oh, Lamar didn't play that well. He threw, threw some picks, didn't throw for a lot of yards. But, like, if you're going to let the team run all over you, you don't really need to pass the ball. And Lamar just didn't have that many opportunities to pass the ball. And if you're up, you know, 34, eh? like, if you score 34 points, you can't really say it was a bad game by the QB. So, speaking of Lamar, do you guys think he's in contention for MVP this year? I think he's in contention, but he's going to have to have like a really good um, second part of the season. It's obviously not, not even half, but he's going to have to have like a really, really good second half because Kyler Murray's kind of like running away with it right now. Yeah, he's kept himself in contention like near the 
he, he's not really close to winning it. Like if the season ended now, but if he if he turns it up these last like half and plus a little bit of the season, he he could win. I agree, but I think he's actually in contention right now because well, no, I've I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. I think he's a great quarterback, but I think he does have some liabilities. But right now, if you ask me who's playing better between Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, Lamar I think it's ja- obviously Kyler Murray. I would disagree because You're sure, crazy. Lamar Lamar didn't have the best game, sure, but he didn't need to have the best game. As Ben, I think you pointed out, the Ravens could just run the ball. Lamar played more of a game manager role. But if you look at a few of his games, especially against the Chiefs, especially against the Colts, he has completely carried the team on his back and I think has played even better than he did in his MVP year. So I definitely think he's in contention. Now let's talk about the other game, another one of the games that happened on Sunday. And we were talking about MVP and potentially Kyler Murray winning it. And he added to his MVP status by beating the Cleveland Browns at home by a score of 37 to 14. And it was worse than even that score would entail because the Browns, one of their touchdowns was due to a Hail Mary. Jidab, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray played amazing. He showed why he is the front runner for NFL MVP. And he had a great game. The Cardinals defense had a great game. Really all around, I mean, it was just a strong win by the Arizona Cardinals against a solid football team in the Cleveland Browns. I, I think you're right. The Cardinals have been really impressive this year. I've been I've been doubtful of them. I'm not I was not sure if they would be able to keep up their early season form throughout the season. And I thought this was potentially a game that they could lose against a very talented Cleveland team. But Kyler Murray played so well. As you said, the defense played really well. DeAndre Hopkins came up with two touchdowns. So I don't really know who can stop the Cardinals this year. And I think they can be a serious contender in the NFC. As to the Browns, this is another disappointing performance against Baker Mayfield. And I think the Browns really need to question whether Baker Mayfield is the answer for the future. Because this is a Super Bowl roster. And Baker Mayfield has shown that despite having one of the best offensive lines in the league, two elite running backs, several good receivers, and a great defense, he can't beat other great teams, especially when he's coming from behind. So I think Baker really needs to step it up these weeks or he's going to be in real trouble. Well, I mean, that that number one prestige uh, offensive line allowed five sacks against the Cardinals um, and a lot more pressures. They should have even had more sacks. They probably should have had around seven sacks, a few more, really close, that he just threw the ball away. I mean, the Browns O-line probably had their worst performance of the season. And when the Browns O-line is failing, Nick Chubb is failing, Kareem Hunt is failing. I mean, they can't do anything um, when the O-line isn't giving Baker time. Baker is notoriously bad under pressure, so he just kind of, like, squirms um, when he has rushers coming off the edge. Um so I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Baker. I think Baker's going to have a really good second half of the season like he did last year. I think the Browns are probably going to lose in the second round of the playoffs again, though, um, getting upset by some team um, where they're supposed to be better. Yeah, than. Baker's he's a solid player, but the Browns O-line did terrible. The rushing game, which, I mean, Cleveland really builds off their rushing game. They've got 
Chubb and Hunt, two amazing backs, and they love to run the ball between the tackles, and they weren't getting it done. And when the running game's not working, you're not pass blocking well. It's just tough for a quarterback unless you, you know, are Patrick Mahomes three years ago. So I see what you guys are saying about Baker Mayfield, but the reality is that in the NFL, there are going to be games when your offensive line doesn't play well, and Baker Mayfield's not going to go his entire career with a great offensive line. So when his offensive line is not playing well, when the run game is not going well, what he needs to be able to do is be able to pass the ball consistently down the field and score points. So I think for all these reasons, it's going to be very interesting to see how Baker Mayfield plays in the second half of the season and whether the Browns retain him. Now, another one of the games happened in this 3 o'clock time zone was the Cowboys and Patriots game, which was probably a little bit closer than most people expected. It had a crazy ending. Trayvon Diggs came up with a late pick six, but then Mac Jones responded with a touchdown before sending the game into overtime. And then Dak Prescott threw a game-winning touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. Ben, do you think this is more indicative of the Cowboys struggling against worse teams or the Patriots really improving so far this year? I, I watch most of the ending of the game. I mean, I think... I think Trayvon Diggs is really, really good for a second-year corner. Usually corners take more time to develop in the NFL. Um, as you can see, the Lions' third-round pick um, last year um, still hasn't – he hasn't had a good start to his career. Um, I think the Cowboys are really good. Um, obviously, their, their O-line has improved a lot. They got they brought, they brought in a lot of, like, young players um, this season to try and, like, help um, – bring up the level of play of that O-line. Obviously, the receiving court is the best in the NFL, but the Patriots' defense was looking really, really good. They get gashed for some big plays, but the defense was getting stops, and the offense just couldn't produce. Mac Jones has been playing well. I think he's, like, top five rookies this year so far. So I think really, like, how the, the Patriots, like, improved has been based off of how Mac Jones has improved. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just, like, a good game between two – very solid teams. I think the Patriots, They this shows that they've been improving. They ran the ball pretty well with Damian Harris. Mac Jones threw pretty well. It wasn't, you know, a crazy game, but it was very good. Uh, their defense, you know, they gave up 35 points, but it was to one of, you know, the, one of the best offenses in the league. And so I think it just shows that both of these teams are very solid teams. Yeah, I would agree. I think the Patriots are playing really well. Mac Jones is playing really well. And on the point of the Cowboys, I think we're looking at one of the best Dallas teams in a long time. I think this is a team that can make a really deep playoff push. And I don't like saying that because I'm not a fan of the Cowboys and I've been very skeptical of them. But this year, with Dak Prescott playing extremely well, Ezekiel Elliott seems to have refound his form. All the weapons they have, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, and that great defense with Trayvon Diggs, as you mentioned, who's probably at this pace going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I think this game showed that even against a really good football team on the road in a hostile environment, which we all know it's hard to win in Foxborough, the Cowboys still found a way to get the win. So I think that was very impressive. 
from their perspective. Bold prediction, Trayvon Diggs won't get more than another pick the entire season. He's been getting them off a lot of bounces from receivers. Most of the time, it hasn't been the QB's fault. I think the only pick, like, he's maybe had, like, a few picks the whole season that have been directly him um, just um, picking off the QB and not just bounces off. I think Trayvon Diggs is going to fall off the rest of the season. I think Miles Garrett is going to win defensive player of the year. See, I don't think he's going to fall off, but I, I do agree with you that, like, these hard. picks are – these picks are like very lucky and not really him doing that much. It's just like, you know, bouncing off receiver's hands into his. And so I think the picks will definitely drop off, but I still think he's a, a solid young corner. I don't think he's going to be like Jalen Ramsey, but he's a solid. Corner. I guess only time will tell. And now the great game on Sunday night football, the Seahawks with Geno Smith against the Steelers with old man Ben Roethlisberger. This wasn't a very entertaining football game except for the end, but there was some controversy in the end where the Seahawks were driving down the field to score a field goal. DK Metcalf caught the ball, tried to get extra yards, then fumbled. The Seahawks were able to recover, but not before, and couldn't spike the ball before the clock expired, but they did review the catch. So they were able to get the field goal off. GW, what did you think about all the controversy at the I end mean, of the game? Okay. DK Metcalf is just such he's not a team player. He's trying to get like what three extra yards instead of just stepping out of bounds. The three extra yards were not gonna help him at all in that situation. But stepping out of bounds would have helped him so much they would have had 20 seconds left in the game instead of having one second left in the game. So, I mean, he's just being selfish. And then he goes after on Twitter. Shannon Sharp tells him that that's a stupid play. And then he, he calls Shannon Sharp a little boy, even though he's the one who wears a mouth guard that looks like a pacifier, wears a crop top before every game, and has blue hair. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, not a great look for DK Metcalf. I've been of the opinion that DK Metcalf is a little overhyped just because – he occasionally comes up with wow plays, but he still has a lot of drops and doesn't really have the consistency that you need of an elite receiver. And that just proved that maybe his, he doesn't have his priorities straight. He wants to make the big play and not make the right play. So let's also talk about the game last night. It was one of the best games of the year. The Buffalo Bills played the Titans. The Titans ended up winning Josh Allen could have won the game at the end, but he slipped on a fourth and one near the goal line. Um, one of the big controversies surrounding this game was that Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach, elected to not kick a game-tying field goal and instead went for it on fourth down. Obviously, the Bills did not convert it, and the Titans ended up losing. So, JW, do you think Sean McDermott made the right call? See, I... Do you think that Sean McDermott made the right call to go for it on fourth down to try and win the game? Just because the Titans really had like all the momentum momentum in the second half and in the fourth quarter, the Bills didn't score at all in that first in that fourth quarter and got most of their points in the first half. So you gotta trust your guy to just go get a touchdown on for on that drive instead of just kick a field goal and pray that you can win it in overtime. Yeah, I 100% agree. I love the call by Sean McDermott. He's getting a lot of heat on social media right now, but I think against a really good football team, 
who has been has proven to score points against anyone at any time, you have to put the ball in your best player's hands with a chance to win the game. It was a fourth and one, and you have Josh Allen, who one of his biggest strengths is getting yardage, getting yardage in short uh, yard situations. So nine out of ten times, Josh Allen gets the first down, and the Bills win the game. This just happened to be one of those other times, and it was just unlucky from the Bills' perspective. Now, one of the things I would be I want to talk about also is the Titans, and more specifically, Derrick Henry, who's been having a monster year. I think he has about 10 touchdowns, just six games through the season, which is incredible. And he's on pace to run for over 2,000 yards again. One of my concerns, though, is their over-reliance on him and just how many carries he's getting. Because if you look over the past two years where Derrick Henry's led the league in rushing, I believe, he started off a little slow. They eased him into the season. He didn't have too many carries early on. And then as defenders started to get hurt, as everyone starts to get a little bit more tired, they started to feed Derrick Henry the ball. And he went off for multiple 100, 200-yard games at the end of those seasons. And obviously had that huge playoff run. So I would really be concerned, if I'm a Titans fan, that they're overusing him early on in the season and he won't last to the end because he is Derrick Henry, but no one can sustain 400 carries in the season. I think the Titans are a little bit disappointing this year. A lot of people expected the Titans to be a kind of like, what, maybe 13 and four type team this year. They got Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, who's going to stop them. But really Julio Jones and AJ Brown haven't been as like dynamic of a duo as they were expected to be. It was expected to be, oh, if you start your, your, your primary cornerback, if you put your best cornerback on Julio Jones and A.J. Brown's going to slash your second cornerback, but that just hasn't happened so far. So I think they're, that that's kind of contributed to the over-reliance on Derrick Henry. I mean, I think Derrick Henry Derrick Henry's just like a different breed from all these other running backs that you've seen in the past that break down. Derrick Henry has just continued to run. You've seen him in, in playoffs uh, two years ago. He ran for like 200 yards versus the Chiefs in the playoffs, which he played like two games extra on top of the regular season. And I hate to break it to all the Titans fans, but they're probably not going to be making the playoffs if Derrick Henry doesn't get the ball 30 times a game. So I guess we'll see. And another, so speaking of the Titans, the Titans play the Chiefs next week, and that's like the marquee matchup. So let's predict that game. Obviously, the Chiefs are three and three coming up with a big win against the Washington football team. The Titans just beat the Bills, just like we talked about. Who do you think is going to win this game? Look, I think the Chiefs win this game. That W versus the Washington football team, while they're not, you know, a great team, I think it it's going to be a turning point for the Chiefs. They've been kind of struggling through the first five weeks of the season. And I think a win here versus the Titans, and they're going to be uh, just rolling through the second half of the season. I disagree. The Chiefs have some hard, tough matchups coming up. Obviously, they have the Giants the week after the Titans, which is going to be a, a win for them. Then they have the Packers, they have the Raiders, they have the Cowboys, um, they have the Broncos, they have the Raiders again, and they have the Chargers, they have the Steelers, and Bengals and Broncos. So to end the season, they have some pretty easy games. 
um, to get out their win count so they can make the playoffs. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. But in the next few weeks, it's not going to be super easy. I think I think that either the Titans are going to blow them out or the Chiefs are going to win a nail-biter. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. Um, but I think that the Chiefs are like super susceptible to like think like teams like the Raiders and Cowboys who they think are easy matchups but end up beating them badly. So I'm going to pick the Titans in this game because you look at how do you beat elite quarterbacks historically in the in the NFL? And the answer is you keep them off the field. You don't you run the ball, control time of possession, and they never see the field, can never use their abilities, and the Titans are one of the best teams at doing just that. I think with Derrick Henry, they feed him the ball early, get out to an early lead. Patrick Mahomes is forced to come back from behind, and he's just not able to do that because he doesn't have the pieces around him to beat a really good Titans team. I think this is going to be a not a very close game. I'm not going to call it a blowout, but I think the Titans win this game convincingly next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. Once again, we would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.